and Triple H at Survivor Series as sure as the sun sets. The Rock is going to take that sledgehammer. Hey, what it do? Top of the top, episode 62, Stash House Podcast. This week, man, the QC Stripper Bowl, man, they receive a lot of heat after the Stripper Bowl, man, so you know I got to talk about that. Also, man, good bit of new music came out over the weekend, and we had a loaded weekend of sports, man, so sit back, relax, enjoy, man, episode 62, Stash House Podcast. Let's get it. Hey, what up, what up? Episode 62, Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in, man. Your first time listening. Appreciate you for tuning in. If you listen weekly, man, shout to you, man. Still rocking with me. And just an episode you decide to check out, man. You saw some topics you may want to hear about. Salute to you also. Like, share, subscribe, retweet. Whatever you do to help to get the podcast name out, man. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app, man. Hope everybody been safe, man. Hope everybody had a great uh, work week, great school week. Um, shout out to my people, man, near the Atlanta area, bro. I woke up Saturday morning, woke up to some text messages. My uncle dropped some pictures in the group chat of some snow. So I was like, what? I know, I know he's staying in the A, but I like, it's snowing. So I went on Instagram, Snapchat, my people up in the A, man, they, you know, they all outside with it. It's like full blown, like snowing. So I immediately, I like, I got up, you know what I'm saying, just to check, because I'm like, okay, Atlanta just right there. So let me see how the weather down here looking. It was clear as day down here. So I was like, whoa. So uh, I hit some people up and they was like, yeah, it ain't sticking. You know, just the normal how it normally goes, you know what I'm saying, the south. Around this time, you know, we had some snow for like a few hours or a day or so, and it just, you know what I'm saying, melt away. So that was crazy to see. It was like, damn near like a winter wonderland of that way. So shout out to my people, man. The hey, man, y'all had a little bit of snow Saturday. That was crazy. I didn't even hear about, you know what I'm saying, expected snow or nothing like that for that area. So that was crazy to see, man. Um, before I start the podcast, I just want to give y'all a heads up for my people, my Netflix people, man. Narcos, Mexico Season 2, the new season, uh, Thursday is coming out. Narcos Season 2, y'all know I'm a big Narcos guy. So, starting today, I'm going to take a break from um, Prison Break on Hulu. I'm about to finish the first season with that. It's good so far. And I'm just going to rewatch all the Narcos, man. Y'all know I'm a big Narcos guy. Uh, but that first season of Narcos Mexico, man, it didn't do it for me. So that's why I really haven't went back to watch it yet because it really didn't do it for me. But I'm going to start from season one of Narcos with Pablo Escobar. Of course, you know, season two, Pablo Escobar. Season three, Cali Cartel. And season one of Narcos Mexico. So I'll be ready by the time Thursday get here. I'll be ready. If not Thursday, definitely Friday, I'll be ready. So that's that on that. 
You know, to start this week, man, I want to talk about the QC, man. QC's Triple Bowl, man. Like last week, I you know I talked about the Super Bowl and everything, and that night was the Stripper Bowl. So I just quickly, you know, saying shout out to QC. Like I said, man, I like how QC doing it, and it take me to about really like two years ago, now uh, twenty eighteen, when I was like, you know what? No matter the music they come out with, man, and I think that was straight. Really, QC was straight. It just culture too, man. It's just that culture too, just like. I think they got a little bit big-headed after Culture 2 for no reason because Culture 1, I fully understand. But Culture 2, eh. But I understand that's when everything, you know, Cardi and Offset got together and City Girls and everything started to happen. So I get it, but that's when I really realized that it's like, yeah, we're here for all the market shares. You want to take over, whoop de whoop And I was like, you know what, man? That's how P did it with No Limit. That's how Cash Money did it. That's how Bad Boy did it. That's how Death Row did it. That's how uh, J Prince out in Houston, man, Rap-A-Lot Records did it. So, you know what I'm saying? I got to go with it. You know what I'm saying? Black companies. So they had the Stripper Bowl, the second annual Stripper Bowl, which I think a lot of people forgot to mention, man, throughout the week. You know what I'm saying? It was only the second annual Stripper Bowl. Of course, last year it was in the A. The uh, Super Bowl was in the A. So they had one in the A. You know, that's hometown for them. And this year, of course, Miami. So the thing about it, man, last year they had it in the A. Um, QCP had it on his Instagram for like the morning of with the Brinks truck, with the money in it to... Little baby having the cases of Syrah sent from Diddy. Like, it was just like a full-blown movie on his Instagram page last year. And, they, you know, of course, that night they showed he showed him and Young Miami pulling up, 2 chains pulling up. Of course, like I said, Boosie was saying he never seen a nigga throw that much money at strippers before. So last year, you know what I'm saying, it was dope. And, of course, you know what I'm saying? It came with some backlash last year also with the dancers, with the money situation. Last year was like kind of, okay, we get it. But this year, man, it was kind of different. This year was kind of different. Like I said, it was in Miami. Uh, it's not at strip clubs, not even in Atlanta. It wasn't at a strip club. I think in Atlanta, it was at like some club. And this year in Miami, it was like in a dome. Like that shit look beautiful, man. Like, I don't know where they got that shit from. I don't know if that's a real club or not, but it's like a dome, and they had the um, like the PowerPoint uh, PowerPoint shit, <laughs> like the graphics around the dome. The shit look beautiful, man. So uh, they had it in that, and of course everybody was like, um, "Yeah, we waiting on the videos to see because who doesn't like?" You know what I'm saying? That's the thing about social media. They they hate when you have fun. You know what I'm saying? But who don't like seeing niggas just enjoying themselves with a whole bunch of strippers? Before I get on this topic, I do got to mention, I didn't mention last week because really why, but uh, for podcast purposes, um, I got, I redeemed myself from losing my phone in Follies last year. We went to the A a couple weeks ago, me and AJ. You know, AJ talked about on his podcast. We went, we had a good time. Not much of a story there, basically. I went in with my phone, had a good time, left out with my phone, had a good time. So I didn't lose it. Like AJ said, we basically like, you know what I'm saying, we know what we doing, ain't really like a strip club. And that's the narrative that got to stop with me. Y'all got to stop saying, oh, Tyler, he a strip club guy. I'm not a strip club guy. I go to Follies. Just like, just like some dudes, when they get paid, they got money to mess with after they pay rent, pay their bills. They want to go to Atlanta, go to Lennox. 
I go to Atlanta, I go to Follies. <laughs> like that's the difference. Like there's no difference. Just because like some guy they some guys go to the mall, go to Lennox, they go to uh wherever else, Juicy Crab, wherever they got up there, I go to Follies. I mean <laughs> the mu- the amount of money you spend in Lennox, I probably spend the same, if not less, than you than I spend in Follies. So shout out to Follies, great establishment, by the way. But uh yeah, that's that on that. So you know, I was looking forward to seeing the videos and everything. So, from my point of view, man, of course, I woke up, got myself situated for work. I'm chilling. I'm like, let me go see what the stripper bowl was looking like. Went to QC page, QCP page, and they were, I was seeing it, but it, it wasn't like it was last year in Atlanta. Like I said, last year in Atlanta, he had like a full day's worth of, you know what I'm saying, what was going on behind the scenes and everything. But this year, it was like, okay. They deep the whole QC there, amigos, QCP, Lil, I think Lil Yada was there, uh, City Girls, Cardi B, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, cool. Um, went to Griselda, y'all know my boys Griselda, they was there, so I was like, okay, and that's why I like them niggas, man. That's why I fuck with Griselda, bro. They do just, they do everything right, bro. They okay, you got people everywhere. Griselda, they got their own little section and they got their own dancers. And that's how I feel when I go out. Like, if I go to Follies, I'm looking for one at a time, you know what I'm saying, to show love to. I've never been the type to throw money up in the club. If I'm going to the club, I'm buying drinks and I'm messing with one girl at a time. I've never been the type to throw money or we ain't going to have a section full of women and we just throwing money up. No, I'm going to meet a chick, we're going to have conversations. If a conversation good or if I feel like, you know what I'm saying, having a dance or whatever, we have a dance, we get a set price, how many dances, and we just enjoy ourselves. They doing their job as a entertainer. I'm doing my job being entertained, basically. So that's the same thing they were doing. They had their own session, their own bottles. So I just like the way they did, you know what I'm saying, how they operated within the stripper bowl. So shout out to Griselda for that. They just operated right from what I saw. And, um, yeah, I just saw it. And I was like, okay, they had it. It wasn't like how last year was. But, okay, you know, they got money to blow like that. So, <laughs> why not? So, of course, later that day, here comes the backlash, man. And um, I see it from three different angles. Well, really two angles, but three angles also. Okay, first, from, dang, I had something planned for this segment too, man. I just couldn't get everything locked in like the way I wanted to. But from QC standpoint, QC standpoint, QCP put out a statement. Um, basically, what I was seeing on Twitter, and Twitter is not law or nothing, but let's just say for podcast purposes, for uh, argumental purposes, let's go with this scenario. So somebody tweeted, so what's this about the strippers not, getting, not really getting paid? So some girl replied, QC threw a stripper bowl, had three hundred had three hundred and twenty strippers at the event. The strippers only went home with eleven hundred apiece. Let's just say that for argumental purposes, it was three hundred and twenty strippers, and they went home with eleven hundred dollars apiece. Right? Okay. QCP put out a statement saying, um, to all the dancers that was at the party last night, please understand that we don't own clubs or venues. We don't control or make the rules of how many girls dance, who split or pay out, how much money will get stolen. 
I personally know a lot of money was thrown between our camp, and you all know this. We don't do contracts with dancers. Sorry for any confusion that went on, but that's out of our control. We will get better control next time. Next time we do this event. Okay. So, for QC standpoint, my opinion, on QC standpoint, um, with the statement and everything being made, I mean, I'm sure he was right. They don't own the venue. They not they don't own a venue, but when you say you don't, you're not in control of the, of the dancers. I'm sure it's not a situation where, okay, a month before the Super Bowl and everything, he announced, "Yo, Stripper Bowl this year in Miami. We wrapping up Super Bowl weekend that Monday night. Y'all come through. You know what I'm saying? Stripper Bowl, whatever." I'm not sure if it was an audition lined up or first come first serve or be at the venue by this time if you want to be one of the dancers. I don't know how all that goes. So that's one thing that they should fix. And I think Cardi B said something like she's going to be in charge of auditions and everything like that for for here on out. But I don't know. But uh, that's one thing they should have. They should have some type of control of how many dancers they have. Um, if you want to do it, like, not have this happen again. Because, like I said, this from QC standpoint, if I see it as a businessman, I'm not just going to say, yo, every dancer come because some not going to look that good. Some going to be too extra. You never know. So you got to have some type of stability when it comes to that point. Okay, with the venues, you and the person who own the venue, I got to come to some type of agreement. But with this statement, he said the statement the day after. I'm sure he's not going to come when he's promoting the party. He's not going to say, yo, wrap up Super Bowl Monday, Stripper Bowl, y'all come through. First off, before y'all do, before y'all make any plane trips or anything, these are the rules. You can't pick money up off the floor. You only getting eleven hundred dollars. Like he's not gonna say that beforehand, and then dancers be like, "Well, why would I go down there if I'm only gonna make eleven hundred? You know what I'm saying? Eleven hundred to some people is like, "Yo, fam, give me that eleven hundred. But then again, like I said, in the day of social media, they make everything seem like a penny. So whatever. But I'm sure with plane tickets to Miami, uh, you know what I'm saying, especially Miami, with hotels and all that, I get it. And they're, they're talking about, well, the women with their makeup and their hair, and I don't know how much all that costs, but whatever, like I said. And uh, supposedly it's been like a contract picture going around. Um, I don't know if it's a real contract or not, but it's like basically you agree to um, – I agree I will stay fully clothed at all times. While This ain't go-go dancing at the Dome Miami. So I'm not sure this is like the official contract. I don't think this is the real contract. It was saying uh, dancers absolutely cannot pick up money. No nudity. Money can only be picked up by club employees. Yeah, this ain't go-go dancers. I'm sure they weren't go-go dancers because the pictures, the videos I seen, they weren't no damn go-go dancers. So I don't think that's a real um, contract. But um, them in the venue, they got to come to some type of agreement, man. And throughout the week, man, you saw different. Like I said, I'm not a strip club guy. I'm a Follies guy, so I don't know the ins and outs of that business. But it was like. When artists come through, like you see the videos of artists coming through the clubs throwing up money, they're saying half of that be um, the uh, pull-up money for like the owners be like, yo, come through, we're going to pay you half to come, and the other half we're going to give you to uh, throw at the dancers. 
And, you know, the dancers got to give up a percent of their money back to the club. There's a lot of stuff that was talked about during the week when it comes to that. So that's one thing. And um, <coughs> I totally see as a business standpoint, I totally see why he wouldn't say that beforehand. You know what I'm saying? But from a dancer point of view, I'm sure they was thinking, yo, because even the videos I've seen, I saw different dancers I know on Instagram and Facebook talk about it. Like I said, the videos you seen, they was throwing money, but it wasn't like no, like even last year, like they was throwing money crazy. Like they was like really just throwing it just to be throwing it. This year did look a little light compared to last year. Like I said that before. It did look a little light compared to last year. Um, like I said, Griselda had their own session, so I'm sure they kind of, knowing them, they probably made an agreement with the girls they had in their session, like, yo, this all for y'all, if y'all, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how P doing it, but <laughs> like, I'm sure Westside then was like, yo, if you over here, this yours, but I don't know, I'm not sure. But um, it was a little light, so I'm sure, I mean, you think about it, Super Bowl weekend, Miami, QC second annual, and I'm sure, like, they probably thinking okay a lot of people saw how it went down last year so it's in miami why not you know what i'm saying but from the videos i saw qc griselda and i saw my boy slim thug in there but other than that i ain't seen that many other big names i'm sure like i said all the rappers don't have the money like it's more people than the rappers that have money but from what i saw it wasn't that star studded as i thought it was gonna be so that's one and just off the reel, as a dancer, you should know if it's you and 300 something, uh, 300 more women at one point, at one time in the club, you're not going to make that much money. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just off real. I don't care how many people in the building. You're not going to get what's all on the floor and everything. And uh, just as a person, man, that's why social media theory need to chill out. Just as a person, you do not need to go to Miami and not have a way back. Like, I saw a video of they were like, dancers stranded in the airport. They was banking on the stripper bowl to make their money to have a flight back home. And I'm like, fam, why would you even go anywhere and not have a way back home? You know what I'm saying? Like, especially Miami during stripper bowl. I mean, during uh, Super Bowl weekend. That just, as a person, you should just know better. You know what I'm saying? So, I can't blame QCP for them girls be stranded, being stranded at the uh, airport. You know good and well you need a way back. You should have that already. You should have your round trip ticket ready. I'm pulling up Friday or Saturday. I'm staying till Tuesday morning, Tuesday evening. I'm back home. And I'm sure it was some women who had it straight. I'm positive it was at least out of 300 something dancers, it was probably at least 50 who had their shit straight. Like, yo, I'm finna go get this bag. I'm, this is not even the only bag I'm, I'm hoping on getting. We in Miami. I'm about to go to KOD. I'm about to go to all these. I'm about to go to V-Live. I'm about to go to all these strip clubs get my money for Super Bowl weekend. I'm not just banking on this one party the day after the Super Bowl. I'm going there for the whole weekend. I'm about to get this bag. Whatever I make at the QC thing, that's cool, but I'm out that next morning anyway. You know what I'm saying? So uh, shout out to those women. I'm sure it was some women like that who had everything straight. Like I got my hair. I got my makeup. I'm straight. I got my hotel. I'm straight. I got my side side jobs lined up too. I'm straight. So uh, salute to those women. I'm sure it was some that didn't have an issue with with what uh, happened at the stripper bowl. 
So shout out to them. Um, and like I said, man, uh, the women, the women and the management QC, they just had to get everything together, man, for next year, basically. And going further with the stripper bowl, I don't know how it's going to play out because Atlanta, Miami, okay, I get it, why not? But let's say the the Super Bowl being fucking Minnesota, you know what I'm saying, one year or um, Seattle, you know what I'm saying, something like that. Then how would it play out in this town that's not so stripper friendly like how Atlanta is, how Miami is, you know what I'm saying? So going further, they just got to do better business, man. I mean, QC wasn't wrong and the dancers just should have known better, you know what I'm saying? And... Like I said, you flying in and everything. It's dancers in Miami. I'm sure would have loved to just pull up, but they already had that shit set up. Like, yo, I'm at the clubs. I know I got clientele at. You know what I'm saying? Why not do all that? And that's why I saw a lot of dancers saying, like, yo, y'all better off just staying at y'all home strip club and, you know what I'm saying, having y'all clientele come through. And y'all would have made the same those girls made if those girls even made 1100 You know what I'm saying? You can bet off just, especially if you're coming from the A. You're coming from the A. You know you got your clientele from day shift to night shift. You know what I'm saying? So going further, I think it just need to be a better, um, a better agreement upon everybody involved, man. Because, like I said, I'm not nowhere near wealthy or nothing like that but compared to last year like the videos you see like it wasn't like oh my god they they going crazy throwing money but like i said my boys griselda i just like how them niggas operate like they it wasn't even they event and they just pulled up just to show love because they rock with qc like that and they're like yo we just go have our own little section like we gonna be in the building we gonna have our own dancers like they really just had like a hey they clicked and, like, the ratio is probably damn near equal to the women and the they, amount of people in their clique. And, like, they went, like, 20 deep. They were probably, like, 8 to 10 deep. But they had, like, women for everybody. <laughs> and, like, it was just fire. They had it set up. So, yeah, man, the dancer just should know, like, don't bank on that, especially for Super Bowl weekend, man. You in Miami, you can get money a lot more other ways than the day after. Now, that could have been, like, a quick little, okay, let me get a little something just to, you know what I'm saying, just because I'm here already. But I don't know what all went into it. I don't know they had auditions. I don't know they had like a first come, first serve type of thing for if you show up at the venue at a certain time. I don't know. Cardi B said she'll handle it. I got faith in Cardi B in that aspect that she can pick different variations of women, different races, different nationalities, different sizes. I guess it's all on Cardi hands now, I guess, so. Yeah, man, they got a little backlash from it. But like I said, man, nobody, we don't know what happened behind the scenes. QCP, he gave his statement. And basically, man, he was right. Like, they got to have better control of the venue, better control of the amount of dancers and how much the dancers get paid. Because it's already bad enough. You got two girls on stage, you just throwing money. It's already They already got to split that between them. Imagine 300-some strippers dancing. I mean, yeah, 300-some strippers dancing. They got to split up everything that's on the floor. And I saw a video of some dude. He's just stuffing stuff in his pants. That's a weirdo move right there. And then he posted it online. That's a weirdo move, but whatever. So just better organiz- organ- uh, organizing it, man. And I feel like it's a great event. I mean, why not? The day after the Super Bowl, have a Super Bowl. 
Shit, if I, if I had it on me like that, I damn sure pull up. <laughs> so, shout out to QC, man. Shout out to the dancers, man. Y'all just got to know, man. Just make sure you know the full details before you just hop in any situation, man. Hey, new week, new playlist, man. 15 of my favorite Chief Keith records, man. Chief Keith Sosa, a legend forever was one, man. So check it out. Part one, 15 of my favorite Chief Keith records, man. All right, man, new music. Uh, we had a good little bit of uh, music drop over the weekend, man, if you were paying attention. But since I was just talking about Griselda in the last uh, topic, uh, I did have Benny as my MVP for last year, man. I know 2018, I came on the podcast, I said J. Cole had it for 2018. I didn't mention 2019, man. I think Benny had it from his projects to... Everything Griselda was doing, his features and everything, man. I had Benny doing. I had Benny as the MVP, and man, Benny look, Benny looking like he trying to do uh, a repeat, man. He dropped three verses over the weekend, three guest uh, verses features uh, on the Bodie James album. I'm about to talk about in a minute. Uh, he had a song with Paul Wall and Static Selector. Static Selector, a dope producer. He killed that. He killed that Paul Wall verse. I highly advise you guys to check out that. Uh, that record, man, with him and Paul Wall. And um, he had a verse with Wor- uh, Royce the 5'9", man, which is hard, too. That's like one of those, like, you can pick which one had the harder verse. And uh, Benny killed me when he said, Griselda, they the fern without Fox. Like, if you know about the fern with Nas, AZ, Foxy Brown, Cormega, that verse was just hard. So I think Benny going for uh, a repeat of this year, man. And uh, Conway from Griselda, he dropped two records this morning, actually. This morning, like, early in the morning. Like, he tweeted. I mean, he didn't tweet, but he put on Instagram, yo, I've been working. I'm going to drop two, two of them this morning. He dropped, like, two of them, like, at 4 in the morning. Um, Yikes, a Yikes freestyle. Yikes being the new Nicki Minaj record. And um, Sign Language. Sign Language produced by Derringer. Derringer, who just, like, they in-house producer, and if Darren, basically if Derringer, Leonardo, fucking Alchemist is Master Splinter. So Alchemist is Master Splinter to Derringer's Leonardo. And like they they rock with each other. Like people trying to say Derringer stole his sound. And Alchemist's like, nah, this my this my partner. Like, it ain't nothing like that. Like we work together. You know what I'm saying? So Derringer's just a dope producer, man, with that sound. And uh, yeah, man, shout out to Griselda. And uh, like I said, Bodie James album came out from Detroit. Um with Alchemist, Alchemist produced the whole album. Y'all know how I feel about when Alchemist just lock in with one artist for a whole project. I feel like he's at the top of his game when it comes to that. Um, I ain't know much about Bodie James, man, till like a couple, like last month, really, when Alchemist was talking about him on Instagram. And I didn't know nothing about Bodie James. And I saw somebody put, um, yo, um, who is Bodie James? You know what I'm saying? They was like, he was signed to Mass Appeal, which is Nas' company. Some things happened. Like, he was supposed to be, like, right under Dave East or something like that, something like that I saw, but that's all the info I got. I know he from Detroit, and he was with Mass Appeal. That's all the info I got about Bodie James, but dope project, man. Real, real dope project. Um, 
like I said, if you haven't listened to his Bold Face EP, I'll advise you to listen to his Bold Face EP first, then jump into this album so you just get an understanding of his style. And like I said, both of them with Alchemist too, so you kind of figure that kind of lane, you know what I'm saying? So shout out to Bodie James, man. Great album. Um, Brent Fires, man. My boy Brent dropped his project, Fuck the World. Of course, you guys know um, he had dropped the record, Fuck the World, a couple months ago. Uh, rehab a couple months ago. Uh, if you're not up on him, man, I should you should check out um, his Sonder albums. His with his, I guess their group Sonder. Uh, they got some great songs. Um, his project Sonder Son. I think that's the one a lot of people really got on to him with. Um, and he, of course, he had the hook on Gold Link Crew. Uh, but that Sonder Son is what I think definitely for me what got me really on him with that Sonder Son project and um he had the other project too i forgot the name of it, but it had that why so hard uh trust you and all that on it so very very <clears throat> very, very dope artist and i was saying i was like yo party next door you gotta come brent fire is coming me thinking brent is about to talk some of that type of talk because that's how i mean his music sound like that and that's why i noticed with this new album man i've I been listening to him for like a couple of years but I always looked at him as a vibe, like he a vibe type of artist, but the shit he be saying be like some real shit, like not on no women, no sex type of thing neither. Like he can get it to that bad, but like just on some life shit, he really be like throughout his whole like dis- discography, he always said some real shit. And I really didn't notice till I listened to this new album. And I was like, yo, this shit hitting on some life type of shit. Like he really saying the shit. I be, you know what I'm saying? Like, bruh, like on that, um... What's that record? Been Away? Man, I'm just trying to get my paper straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't bother me, man. I'm trying to get my paper straight, man. Like, just on that type of feel. So, that really threw me for a loop when I was listening to it. I'm waiting on the girl come over type of shit. And then, the whole time, he talking about some real shit. And I'm like, yo, I rock with this type. You know what I'm saying? On um, Let Me Know, he really talking about, you know what I'm saying, some life shit. So, I'm like, yo... He getting to another bag, for real, for real. But then he came with the shit I was really, really, you know what I'm saying, waiting on. That bluffing. Oh, man. Oh, man. That bluffing. That, that's my shit. Anytime I hear, anytime like on Fridays or just whenever I post like what I'm listening to, the title shit, I'm, like the screenshot of what I'm listening to, like it's always just some hard shit. Like I had put D'Angelo up yesterday. Like, I just always like to share, like, what I'm listening to. Like, it don't be nothing, like, crazy. And it be like a real, like, if you really be like, oh, this is what Tyler listened to. Let me go check it out. And you listen to you like, yo, Tyler really be on his shit. But that bluffing, I rock with that bluffing, man. So, shout out to Brent. I'm sure he's going on tour. Uh, I'm hoping he go on tour, man, like, in June. Or come to Atlanta in June. But I don't know, man. I think he coming, to, I think he coming soon. I'm not sure. I can't think of it right now. I think he coming soon, but I don't think he announced nothing yet. But shout out to Brent, man. Great, great project. Uh, I see a lot of people really showing him love. Uh, Meat Mill, Tory Lanez. I, I'm, that's what I'm really waiting to see, man, how Brent responds to the attention now. You know what I'm saying? Even though he he really deserved it after Saunderson a couple years ago, in my opinion, but he really just be low-key. Like, if you see him on Instagram, he'll be in Cali one day. Three days later, he in London. Like, he on that type of shit. Like, he be just low-key. 
and uh he'll come on twitter say yo i'm not like all these uh, other r&b niggas and shit like he on that like he just beat himself and his friends really so i really want to see how he takes in this attention that he's about to get because i'm sure he's about to get some attention now after this project so shout out to brent um coming out like i said meek show him love meek dropped a new record with justin timberlake called believe all right i'm just saying i'm just saying man i like meek i always enjoy meek music but something about this new meek with this whole reform thing it's just something about it that it's like when you meet a somebody like if my homeboy bring somebody he know around and I, you know what I'm saying? We hanging out for the night, whatever. And I just be like, yo, he cool, but something about him just, I don't know. I can't go, you know what I'm saying? It's just something about dude that, and this whole reform thing, just, it's just something about it that just not seeing right with me. I guess it's because we not used to seeing black rappers, you know what I'm saying? Other than Jay-Z, Diddy, and Snoop around like older white businessmen. But even watching Meek interviews, it's like when he had his album coming come out, Championships, he was on The Breakfast Club. And really, this is what really had me start thinking. Like, after that after that championship album, he got on Breakfast Club. If you haven't watched that interview, go watch that interview. Like, he's saying some shit, but it was one question they asked. And ever since then, I've been looking at Meek a little bit different. They was like, so if somebody called you and say, yo, if you don't stop with this whole reform thing, we go basically clap you. What you'll do? And he be like, yeah, I'm stopping. I ain't dying for nobody, but... And then, like, I get what he was saying, but at the same time, like, yo, okay. So somebody just say, yo, stop. We watching you. Stop. And you say, you gonna stop? Now, unless I got the quote wrong or I haven't seen the interview in a while, please, somebody watch the interview. Let me know if I'm wrong. I'm sure that's how the question kind of went. And the answer kind of went. And then I watched this interview with Charlemagne a couple months or last month, a couple months ago, whatever. And uh, Charlemagne asked him some shit. He just be like, man, I don't know about that. Man. I'm just a street kid from Philly. And I'm like, fam, you've been rich for how many years now? Like, I understand you went to jail and everything. But fam, come on. We're getting tired of the same old. I'm getting tired of the same old, yo. I don't know. Don't ask me about that. I'm I'm a street dude from Philly. It's just something about this whole reform thing that's not, I can't go all the way in on it. Like, at first, I was like, okay, I see me doing his thing. And then the fact that Robert Kraft and people helping him get out of jail and there, it's just something about that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's just me or what. Like, I salute him for doing what he doing with the reform act. I salute him and everything, but it's just something about it, man. I don't know. I can't put my finger on that. I'm saying like you just meet, you meet one of your partner's homeboy and like you cool with him, but it just, I'm not going to hit him up to be like, yo, what's the move for tonight? Basically is how I'm looking at it. So we go see how that pans out, man. Hopefully I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully I'm wrong. Um, and hopefully the music still, you know what I'm saying? stays the same. So we going to see about that. We definitely going to see about that. Um, Pop Smoke, Pop Smoke from New York dropped a new album. Uh, Meet the Woo Volume Two. I fuck with Pop Smoke. He got that whole drill scene in New York going. Um, 
I don't know how I feel about that name, the New York drill scene, because uh, I'm, I know the drill scene to be from um, Chicago, and they say the UK got it, but whatever. I like Possible, man. He got the Travis Scott uh, feature on that Travis Scott, uh, what it called, the Jack Boys album, and I like that song out of every song on that project, so shout to Pop Smoke. Uh, he's still working. <clears throat> he got the uh, Stephen Vick. He got the Stephen Vick, um, co-signed Stephen Vick, the manager of uh, Pusha T. So that's why it seemed like Pop Smoke is really moving kind of quick. Like he got that button, like a certain button they press on new artists. He They press the button on Pop Smoke. So that's why like he moving. But I like Pop Smoke. I like Meet the Woo one with Welcome to the Party. It's like one of those artists that's not from the South that I really rock with. You know what I'm saying? Pop Smoke. So shout out to Pop Smoke. Um, Wayne. Lil Wayne, man, another number one album. Like I said, I still haven't listened to it yet, uh, his funeral album, but it's Wayne, man. I'm always show love to Wayne. Number one album. Y'all know I'm not a numbers guy, but for certain people, hey, I like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Wayne went number one again, so I'm always salute that at any given time. So, yeah, shout to Wayne. But, yeah, man, uh, that Meek. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong, man. And I, it's not about the record. Like, the record with Justin Timberlake is cool. Like, he's talking about all that stuff, I'm sure. His new album going to have a good mixture of everything about it. But I don't know, man. I just don't know, man. I hope I'm wrong, though. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong. So, new music, man. Benny. I feel like Benny going for a repeat uh, for the MVP of the year. Um, and speaking with that, well, back, back to that... Uh, you could, I could say Freddie Gibbs too, man, for last year. Freddie Gibbs had a good year last year too with that Bandana album, man. And ever since that, I've been listening to Bandana and Pinata like back to back all the time now. So I could see what people say Freddie Gibbs too, but I, I think I got Benny, man. Um, and Conway dropped a new record this morning, that Sign Language. I like that. Uh, Bodie James and Alchemist album. Go check that out. And then, like I said, I, I advise you guys if you. Don't jump right into that album. Check out the Boldface EP. It's like four or five songs, and then you can get the grip of what, because that whole album is like that. So listen to four or five songs before you jump into Matter of fact, listen to Summer Nights, Bodie James and Alchemist Summer Nights. That's my favorite so far from the EP, and that really made me like, all right, I, I feel like I can listen to the Bodie a lot. So check that out. Uh, Brent Fayez, new album, man. He talking that talk. Uh, that been away that let me know in that bluffing my favorites i can't count fuck the word and rehab because i've been heard those so i can't count those two uh new meek and justin timberlake believe and uh pop smoke meet the woo volume two man i like pop bro i like pop man so that's it on new music man like i said if anybody check out that meet me at breakfast club interview man please let me know it's the question that was like somebody call you about this reform it went i forgot who asked it and i forgot where it was at in the interview and everything but just let me know your opinion on this whole meat meal situation like i'm saluting them i agree with them and everything about the reform but it's just something about it that just it's getting a little weird to me and like i said it's, it's new to us that's what it is it's new like we're not used to seeing rappers take this kind of initiative you know what I'm saying? Surrounded by the white suits and everything. So, you just let me know your opinion about that, man. Get back with me.
Yo, so we had like a jam-packed weekend of sports, man. I know in February, it normally doesn't go like that because at the most, you may have the Super Bowl and All-Star and NBA, but this past weekend felt like a, a college football Saturday type of feel, man. Um, I, I completely forgot about the XFL. The XFL, um, I'm not sure who's all involved. I think Vince McMahon. A uh, couple networks that was on the ABC network and the Fox network. I need to know more about that relationship they got going on. I didn't expect that at all. Um, and shout out to uh, Cardell Jones from Ohio State, Aaron Murray from Georgia, uh, Brandon Barnes, man, from Russell County, man. He's he's um, he's in the SFL. If you know anybody else who I may know or you know in the SFL, man, please let me know. The season just started, man. Please let me know if you guys see any uh, familiar faces. Uh, they had four games uh, during the weekend. Um, very entertaining, man. Uh, it's a great alternative, man. Like I was saying, it's a great alternative because it's the offseason in the NFL and college football. So what else? Then It's not like it's like the Pro Bowl where motherfuckers just throwing Hail Marys and shit. Like, it's an actual football game going on. And um, it's not like outrageous like i remember it being when i was a kid like when i was a kid they didn't have the names on the back they had like nicknames on the back and everything uh it seemed very more organized at least this past weekend you know what i'm saying they only had four games but for what i saw man i like it i definitely love the aspect of the uh, sideline interviews coming off the field uh, that should be fun as the season goes on with the whole you know if you miss a field goal if you fumble the ball if you get a Wild touchdown and everything, so that'd be fun to see. I wish it was uncensored, but you know they on TV, so they can't they can't cuss in there. But I, I'm sure it's gonna slip out every night. I think one did slip out Saturday. I'm sure that's gonna be interesting as the season goes. Um, it feel like and then, it, like I said, like now it's like players who like probably two to three years max. Out the NFL, it's not like they're just picking up people from the street or nothing. It's like these guys were just in the league not too long ago. They just didn't pan out. And I'm not sure if it's a relationship with the NFL or if it's like a G League. I don't know the situation with that, but I'm sure if some people really show what they got in the SFL, maybe some NFL teams will look. Like how um, Ice Cube has the big three and some uh, NBA teams look at the big three and be like, yo, he still can – do a little something, even though the big three, like, more veteran players or retired players or once retired players or whatever the case may be, with the NFL, it's like, okay, these guys just two, three years out. Like, Aaron Murray was just at UGA, you know what I'm saying? So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, like I said, shout out to uh, Brandon Silvers also, man. Brandon Silvers from um, Troy. He was the Troy quarterback. Actually, Brandon Silvers and Cardell Jones played the first game of the SFL this year, man, which was crazy to me because Brandon Silvers, uh, Troy quarterback, I graduated from Troy, Cardell Jones, quarterback of Ohio State, the quarterback that won the championship for us. You guys know I'm an Ohio State fan, so for me personally, that was just dope to see. You know what I'm saying? The first touchdown was thrown by Brandon Silvers. The first win was from Cardell Jones. So for me personally, nobody else probably cares about that but me, but shit. I enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? And um, they didn't have bad games neither. You know what I'm saying? Um, of course, like I said, Cardell Jones, his team won 31-19. The, uh, 
The Defenders beat the Dragons 31-19. The Roughnecks beat the Wildcats 37-17. Sunday, the Guardians 23, the Vipers 3. And the Battlehawks 15, the Renegades 9. I didn't really pay attention to the games on Sunday like that. But I did watch Saturday. And uh, another thing I was thinking about, like, yo, it's February. I'm not sure how long the season is. I'm not sure how many games they have. Um, But I was wondering, I was like, yo, like, if Atlanta just had some random snow on a Saturday, what about, like, what region are these teams playing in? I'm not sure if it's, like, one stadium that these teams play in. I'm not sure if, like, like these teams, the Dallas Renegades, D.C. Defenders, Houston Roughnecks, L.A. Wildcats, New York Guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks, Seattle Dragons, Tampa Bay Vikers, and I see some that say Team 9. I think they say Team 9 is like just a random team. I didn't look into it like that. But I was wondering, I was like, yo, so what if they play in uh, New York and it's snowing in February or something? Like I'm saying, I'm not sure they have like a neutral ground people play in. I didn't look that deep into it yet, but that's one question I did have. That's one question I did have. And like I said, the other question I have was the networking contracts, but that's just me being somebody who working in TV worrying about the network contracts and uh if the nfl is paying attention to it like the nfl seeing like yo this running back got some straight got some good legs on the steel like let's bring him in for a tryout or something so that's dope to see like got a lot of potential seems like a lot of people really enjoyed it and really have high not high expectations but you know what i'm saying something to get us through the off season of the uh, nfl and college football so that was dope to see also, man, I caught a couple of basketball, college basketball games, man. Even though I did say last week, it's still, it was hard to watch basketball, period, bro. Like, I caught a couple games throughout the weekend, college and NBA, man. Just with Kobe, man, still tough. They announced the memorial service of Kobe and the other eight victims, along with, you know what I'm saying, Gianna, on the 24th of this month in Staples. Of course, 224, uh, two represented the uh, number Gianna Award 24, Kobe number, man. So that was like, yo, like, just still, man. That's all I can say, just still, man. Um, but I caught two college basketball games, man. I caught Auburn LSU. That was crazy. And I caught, uh, of course, Duke in North Carolina. That's always like a, you know what I'm saying, what the, what the hell type of game. So that was, that was dope to see. They both came out to the end. That Duke-North Carolina game was crazy, dude. Missed the free throw on purpose and everything. That was crazy to see. Um, Arbor LSU game was crazy. That kept on going back and forth. Arbor came back. LSU made a little stride at the end. So that was crazy to see. Um, matter of fact, that was, I think LSU came out on top of that game. Because I really did like saw Arbor come back. And then the OT, um, Arbor had pushed forward. Then I turned it back. And uh, LSU was up. <laughs> like, it was just crazy how back and forth that game was. Um, oh, no, Auburn beat LSU. Auburn beat LSU 91-90. So, that was dope. I forgot how it ended, though. Please forgive me. I really forgot how that game ended. Um, and like I said, I watched NBA. I watched the Lakers and uh, Golden State game that Saturday night. Um, it just... The Lakers, man, what's what's going on? We didn't make nothing happen during the trade deadline, which I'm not mad at. I feel like we should keep keep Kuzma. Like we got the little bit of chemistry we got now, we might as well keep it to the playoffs. 
We barely have playoff experience on the team, so don't mess it up, the little bit of chemistry we got now. I mean, like I said, the only team I really worry about is the Clippers, even though I would be scared if we do catch uh, Portland in the first round. But, I mean, Portland got to really shoot for that eighth seed, and we still got like a whole nother, um half of the season to go. So a lot still to be uh, remain. Um, and after that, I was watching UFC 247. Uh, watching USC 247. Um, I had a link. Uh, so I was at the crib watching that. Had some say Matter of fact, I had some say I was watching the link on my phone. And on TV, I was watching Belly. And one day, I'm going to... There's a couple things on this podcast I'm going to start doing. If it's a slow news week, I'm just talking about the things that need to be talked about. And we got to talk about how bad of a movie Belly is. But at the same time, it's a classic. But that's a story for another day. So, right before this fight, the uh, Jones fight, man, I was watching all the fights up, up until the end. When the Jones fight happened, right when he stepped in the ring, it just froze. So, it was, it was freezing all night, for real, for me. So, I refreshed it, and it wouldn't come back up. So, I got on Twitter. Everybody saying, yo, the stream went down. Of course, some people, you know, they watch it from the same, um, the same link and everything. Stream went down. By the time my stream came back up, they was already announcing the winner. Jones won. I have no opinion on it because I didn't see the fight. I don't know what happened. I can't tell you what I don't I can't tell you why the scores was the way they were or nothing. I didn't see the fight, so that was a bit of a downer for me. But uh yeah, man. I know a couple weeks, uh the Wilder Fury fight, Wilder Fury part two in a couple weeks, so I'ma definitely watch that like in full, like no interruption type of deal, so yeah, man, it was a good little weekend for sports, man. Um, out of nowhere, too. Like, out of nowhere. Then, of course, I think this weekend is All-Star break. I think this weekend is All-Star break. I know it's always around the Valentine's Day time, so that's going to be dope to see. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying, the dunk contest, three-point contest, and we already know the All-Star game. It may be competitive. I don't know. LeBron and Giannis picked their teams over the uh, week, so we shall see about that. You know, yeah, man, this SFL, man, it's like, I'm glad, you know what I'm saying? Like, I said, I forgot about it. And I woke up and saw it on TV. They're like, the game at 2 o'clock. So I went on the ESPN out there. It was like one at 2 on ABC, the other one at 5 on Fox. So I was like, okay, they got some TV deals. Okay, let's see how this goes. And I watched it, and I was like, okay, good little, especially for the first week. You know what I'm saying? When those players get comfortable with the – because you can see some players, you know, the plays and everything, you can see, so – when everything get in motion, man, that should be uh, very, very uh, entertaining to watch. And they like to take the series, too, this time around. So that's dope also. So, yeah, man, great week in sports, man. Let's just hope. You got March Madness coming up. So we got a lot of things to look forward to. I want to appreciate y'all for tuning in this week. This has been episode 62, Stash House Podcast. Go out, have a great work week, great school week. I'll catch y'all here next week, man. Keep me in prayers. I'll do the same for y'all, man. Salute.